Ah, welcome to another edition of the Curtis News Network, in which we take it from the streets to the streets. We deal with geopolitical, national, regional, local issues. It could be cultural, social, political. It could be a Curtis Lee with Super spec- Spark Spectacular. But right now, my favorite issue, the royal family, those deadbeats, those slackers, those Norduels, the biggest welfare cheats in the world, and the queen mother who leads the pack. Oh, it's a platinum jubilee. Notice, not golden, not silver jubilee, a platinum jubilee. Of course, it means that for 70 years she's been an autocrat. And too many of the Brits and their subjects and visitors think, oh, the Queen Mother, oh, the Queen Mother, can we bow to her? Uh, Can we uh, do a, a curtsy? Oh, my God. Can we kiss her hand if she even lets us kiss her hand, right? How ridiculous. Think of it. You're celebrating the Platinum Jubilee. Guess who's paying for that platinum? You schmucks are there in the U.K. with all your high taxes because you subsidize this royal family, dysfunctional as they are. Notice who has come to celebrate with the queen on her her platinum jubilee. Well, of course, it's the dark sheep of the family. Can I say that about Meghan Markle? (laughs) Obviously, the royal family has called her non-Caucasian persuasion in the past. They've dissed her and dismissed her. Plus, she's an American. And then, of course, there's Prince Harry. He might as well be uh, orange top there, you know, with his flaming orange hair. He who decided he would rather be with Merkel than with the Queen Mother. And where did they run away? They first ran away to British Columbia so they could smoke ropes of dope where all drugs are legalized in Vancouver, British Columbia. Then they could smell the tulips in Victoria, British Columbia at the sucker taxpayers' expense with a massive security contingent provided by the taxpayers of the UK and the Commonwealth. I'm not going to let you guys off the hook. And then they decided to move down to L.A. with all the jet setters, trendoids, freakazoids, and hang out with Scientologists. And, oh, they were the black sheep, bad royal family members. But now, all of a sudden, we saw Meghan Markle. And we saw Prince Harry back at the compound, back through, uh, oh, my God. They actually came through a series of mazes in which they went from castle to castle to castle that all of you idiots in the U.K. subsidized it in the Commonwealth. And so there they were playing with the grand, 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 great-grandchildren of the Queen Mum. Oh, my God. Her prodigy continues. But we had some really good news. Uh, Randy uh, Andy, Prince Andrew, you know, who can't keep his three-piece set in his pants, He was told that you have to avoid the celebration of your mother's platinum jubilee. Why? Because he's been designated to have COVID-19. Remember, like Boris Johnson did, the prime minister with his hair going in the air like he just don't care. Remember how he had COVID? They put him on a respirator, respirator, respirator. That's why his hair is in the air. But he is a sycophantody and lackey of royalty. Oh, they love, they love the Queen Momo. And Randy Andy, Prince Andrew, who has been pretty much cut out because he was the best friends of uh, Epstein. That's right, and we know, we know Queen Mom. You took care of Epstein 
in the federal house of detention. They say he hung himself. Queen mom, let's face it, you had every reason in the world to call on British Secret Service agents to sneak in to the Manhattan house of detention and <laughs> yoke Epstein because he was best friends with your Randy Andy son. Who, by the way, they say he has COVID-19. I think that's just an excuse to say he has to stay away. I would suggest that the Board of Health, that's right, New Scotland Yard's Board of Health, issue a complete makeup of Prince Andy. How many STD, sexually transmitted diseases, has Randy Andy had, right? Because he had syphilis, uh, the Al Capone disease. I bet you this guy has had more penicillin in his system than he has blood thrown through his veins and arteries. Anyway, that guy's a total social degenerate, a perv, and a pedophile on a pedestal. That's just one of the members of the royal family that does suckers in the UK and their commonwealth, you don't get off the hook, subsidized. How did I find that out? When I was organizing the Guardian Angels in London in the mid-'80s, I was in a place called Wandsworth, south end of London. I got stabbed at a council estate. I remember wherever I went thereafter, in the police station in Brixton, a picture of the Queen Mum. I was in the Old Bailey, where the degenerate who stabbed me was on trial. There was a picture of the Queen Mum with the judge who had the powdered wig, the barristers who did nothing. The guy got 10 years, and basically, who knows what happened to him. But everywhere I went, picture of the Queen Mum. So I was on the BBC One. BBC 2, BBC 3, BBC 4. John Katsimatidis, you only have WABC 1. They have a panoply of BBCs. And I was told, Sliwa, you're an American. In America, you have free speech. In the UK, there is no free speech. I said, what are you talking about? I thought our freedom was based on the Magna Carta, what happened in the UK. They said, oh, not when it comes to the royalty. You cannot disparage any member of the royal family or you could be fined or go to J-A-I-L. And if you say anything negative about them on the BBC, again, tax-funded suckers there in the UK and the Commonwealth, we will have to ban you, maybe even send you back to America. So you think that that was going to stop Curtis Lewa? So I said, wait a second. I see your money here, the pound. At that time, it wasn't the euro. You got the picture of the Queen Mother. You bowed to the Queen Mother. Everything you do in the UK is based on the Queen Mother. If the Queen Mother goes, ah-choo, the nation goes, ah-choo. Why don't you have a plebiscy? Why don't you have a new generation determined to sack this royal nonsense? Because the old timers, they go for it, but not the young huckleberries. And then, of course, you go to Canada, the same thing. They have pictures of the Queen Mum everywhere on their currency. You go to the land down under the same thing, Australia, which used to be the penal colony. I've had it with the royal family. Thank God. George Washington and our loyal revolutionary soldiers took on the British nemesis of the king. And uh, this way we don't have to bow to the Union Jack. We only have to salute the stars and stripes, which to the Queen Mum. It's a slap in the face every time she sees, oh, that would have been mine, the United States. That would have been all of mine. And yet some of us, we're into idolatry. We're into worship of the queen, her degenerate and dysfunctional family. This gets a double oofah from Curtis Lee. I hate you, queen, and I hate you, the royal family. Look. 
It's President Joe Biden. Which way did he go? Which way did he go? Who now both Republicans and fellow Democrats are no longer enamored with in any way, shape or form. His popular public opinion polls are plummeting with all groups. But let's look at President Joe Biden. I, unlike a lot of other Republicans, believe he won the election fair and square with the vice president. No dominion, no smartmatic. You don't need to recount it. They didn't steal the election. He beat Donald Trump and Vice President Pence fair and square. And on day one, when he was sworn in his inauguration, he said he would bring us all together. It would be kumbaya, us and we, no, no longer I and me. He would be the great healer, not the divider that Donald Trump had been as president. Well, that lasted all of one day. Let's look. Let's look at the tape. You know, as they say, let's go to the tape. Let's go to the videotape, as Warner Wolf said, about Joe Biden. A, he is the perfect poster child for term limits. Served in the United States Senate for like 50 years, half a century. He's known nothing else in his life but living off the taxpayers and getting paid for a state of no consequence, Delaware, which if you're riding through Pennsylvania... And all of a sudden, you're not out a second, you wake up, you're in Maryland, all of a nanosecond. The only reason that Wilmington, Delaware, exists is as a tax shelter for Fortune 500 companies. They'd rather stay in the United States than flee to the Cayman Islands or Panama. That's number one. Number two, he was elected at 29. He likes to remind everybody. He was there with the segregationists. He was there when you could get wine, dined in pocket line openly. He talks about the old days, the good days, when you could sit down and then all of a sudden have a good, strong drink and resolve your differences between Republican and Democrats. But then again, remember at that beer summit? Oh, we're going to be talking about that later as Jada Pinkett Smith tries to bring together her husband, Will Smith, and Chris Rock. I was going to compare it to the beer summit that Barack Obama had for Professor Gates for Crowley and the guy who muscled himself in at the last second, his vice president, Joe Biden, who had what beer? Duquesa, flat beer, Malta Duquesa. That's right, because apparently I think the guy may have had an alcohol problem. He's had other problems. He had two aneurysms. He's lucky to be alive. But Joe Biden has never made the right choice. Never made the right choice. When he was sitting down in the meeting room in the Pentagon with Barack Obama, Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton, and other members of the Obama administration and the Pentagon, they knew exactly now where Osama bin Laden was. He was right there in Pakistan. Amongst the generals, the elite of Pakistan, they knew he was living right amongst them. And Barack Obama, to his credit, gave the SEALs the order to go in and kill Osama bin Laden. Now, out of everybody in that room who was watching it on a big 72-inch screen TV as the SEALs flew in in their helicopters, which was the only negative vote? Joe Biden. Uh, look at Vice President Joe Biden. He said that Iraq should be carved up into three countries. He said there should be a Shia section, a Sunni section, and a Kurdish section. Well, that didn't fly with anybody. And then look at President Joe Biden. He decided to abandon ship in Kabul in Afghanistan, and he retreated faster than any retreat in the history of geopolitical uh, escapades all over the world. So he went down for the count again. In fact, I'm trying to think 
What, if anything, that Joe Biden did of significance where he wasn't on the failing side? Well, uh, he was the author, remember, of the legislation that put a lot of guys and gals in jail when we were cracking down on crack cocaine. That was to his credit because they were a menace, especially in the urban inner city areas where people were calling 911 and getting no response from the cops. But then all of a sudden, he ran for president. He did his mea copas, his mea maxima copas. He apologized for that, even though it stabilized urban America. So no wonder why nobody trusts Joe Biden. Certainly not Republicans, his adversaries. Independents who used to be men to men to poco poco, half and half with President Joe Biden, they're leaning to say anybody but Joe Biden. And actually, his fellow Democrats, the AOC led Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the squad, the Democratic Socialists of America, oh, the justice warriors, they hate, they loathe, they despise Joe Biden. So with the few moderate Democrats who were in there, because obviously they have jobs with the Biden administration, increasingly it's tough for them to defend his action or lack of action. A typical day in the life of President Joe Biden. He comes out onto the world stage. He says one thing, his staff has to contradict him. He says another thing, his staff has to walk it back. So the other day, Joe Biden had an eruption. He said, All right, am I not the president of the United States? Did I not win that election fair and square? I'm not going to argue with you on that. Why is my staff always walking back what I have to say? You, my little pretties, never do it again. Okay. They swore. Cross my heart, hope to die, President Joe. We're not going to do that. Well, guess what? They had to walk him back two times since. Let's face it, the guy's Meshuggah who box. All the furniture is upstairs rearranged in the wrong rooms. When you see President Joe Biden walk, it's almost like he's, uh, he's suffering from sundown. By the time it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, he's shuffling, as if he just finished playing shuffleboard in Florida, and he's over, going over for the Bluebird special before he goes to sleep at night and parks it in the bed, the sort of perfect sleeper, until 5 o'clock in the morning when he rises and shines. Oh, man, he is a hot mess. And let's face it, every Democrat in town knows he'll be lucky to survive four years. But one thing we've learned about President Joe Biden, in trying to satisfy everybody, he satisfies nobody. He has plummeted in the polls. Joe Biden has almost no friends. Because everybody who is a friend, it's like the Ides of March, right? It's like he's Julius Caesar, uh, there's Brutus, there's Cicero. They want to stick the long knives in him because... Even the mayor of the city of New York, the swagger man who has no plan to deal with crime, has a plan to get into the White House. Because he's saying, ah, Joe Biden, he'll never make it in four years. I'm the Brooklyn Biden, as Eric Adams said. They're all out to take out Joe Biden. And you know something? He's brought this all upon himself as he mumbles and stumbles his way in the most powerful position in the world. So I got to give a double oofah to Joe Biden. First, from the Republicans to Democrats. Let me make that a triple ufa also from the independents, many of them who are free agents across America. Ah, Jada Pinkett Smith. Never trust anybody with three names. It's nothing but double trouble. Jada Pinkett Smith. What a yenta. Uh, as the uh, wife of Will Smith, mother of two children who at times are all over the map. I forget their names, but anyway, they're like here, there, and everywhere. 
and she has a podcast in which she reveals to the world things that you wouldn't want anybody to know about, but she's like an open book, she says. Whatever has happened in my life is primed to be discussed for all of you, my friends. Hey, your fair weather friends, Jada Pinkett Smith. Well, what did she do just the other day? After weeks and weeks and months and months of a buildup of animosity and angst and where stars and starlets had to take positions, Who, whose back do you got? Will Smith, who pimp slapped Chris Rock. And by the way, you're going to see a perfect rendition of that with my uh, capo di tutti here at WABC, my general manager, Chad Lopez, who probably really relished smacking me. And yours truly. I'm sort of the Chris Rock because I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brownsville, never ran, never will. Well, I lived there on Osborne and Hegeman for a while, so I can say that. And then, of course, there's Will Smith, who's from Philadelphia. Will Smith, who was never taken seriously as a rapper, even though he did quite well, top 40 hits, he was considered a bubblegum rapper. He was never considered keeping it real, never considered a tough guy, always considered a wuss, a wannabe, and yet, did extraordinarily well on television and extraordinarily well in the movies. Why? Because he was a pretty boy. He didn't have that rugged, you know, street look. And so a lot of people begrudged him his success. And then, of course, he and Jada Pinkett Smith, Will, whatever her name is, three names, oh, it drives me crazy, became Scientologists, although, no, they're not Scientologists, but they are, but they're not. Oh, my God, it's hard to figure out. Do they know Tom Cruise? They seem to know Tom Cruise. When all of a sudden, remember, you had Will Smith smack Chris Rock. So hard his mother felt the vibrations. Hey, who was at his beck and call up there? John Travolta, fellow Scientologist. But who was also on Will Smith's side? Denzel. That's right, Denzel from uh, Mount Vernon. Went to Fordham University, was a ram. Denzel, who has discovered God, he's a holy roller, and said, hey, let me tell you, Will Smith, the devil, Satan, is sucking on your soul right now. Don't give in to Satan. And Will Smith listened to Denzel, who's been his mentor, and said, yeah. Meantime, who had Chris Rock's back? Oh, panoply of uh, comedians who made hay over him being pimp slapped and not responding. So remember, if you notice, Chris Rock said nothing. He held his fire. It's like he was looking to see who's going to pay, pay him big money to say what really happened, what he was really thinking. Remember, he went on that uh, uh, comedy concert tour in Boston, packed out. I mean, people were paying thousands of dollars to get a back row seat, never mind a front row seat, hoping that. Chris Rock would say what really happened. He said nothing. He took the coat of Omerta. The one who was talking was his younger brother. Yeah, he's also named Rock, a person of no consequence. Never heard from him before. Horrible comedian, but he got more airtime because of that slap that was seen around the world at the Academy Awards when Will Smith came up and did a Muhammad Ali, boom, pimp slap of Chris Rock. Now, all of a sudden, Jada Pinkett Smith says, boys will be boys. I want you to lower your levels of testosterone. No, Chris Rock, I have no interest in sleeping with you because we have an open marriage. No, 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 no. I'm not going to be sleeping with the enemy. But Will Smith, my husband, I think it's time that you sit down. 
and you resolve your differences. Now, you know this is all about making the moolish moolah, the ducats. This is all about the PR. Where are they going to do the sit-down? Well, of course, for Jada Pinkett Smith on a podcast so it can blow up. That you already figured out. But I'm figuring, why not take a page out of their support? Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, who uh, obviously network with them from time to time out in Hollywood or all over the world. They're friends with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. They're friends with Will Smith. They're friends with Chris Rock. So why not go back and do what President then Barack Obama did six months after he was sworn into office the first time? If you remember, you had Professor Gates in Cambridge, world-renowned, who would do those PBS specials. Uh, Just had come back from Red China here where he was doing another special about Yoma, Yoma, whatever her name was. And he was trying to get into his house in Cambridge. He and his driver... The door was closed, so they were shoving it. Somebody called 911 nearby, and the first to respond, like Dudley Do-Right of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police without his steed, was Sergeant Crowley of the Cambridge Police. And Sergeant Crowley arrested Professor Gates for disorderly conduct. And the president at that time, Barack Obama, six months in office, said, ah, another case of a white man profiling a Euro-Asiatic black man of great success, Professor Gates. So it was very, very volatile. So the president, to his credit, said, you know, why don't we put together a beer summit in the White House? We'll sit down, we'll resolve our differences. So both men agreed to come, Sergeant Crowley of the Cambridge Police Department, and Professor Gates, and they were going to sit down there and have a splendid time. So what happened is Professor Gates, he right away wants to go ethnically and racially and say, I want that red striped beer, man, that Jamaican beer, because I'm no blood clad. Got it, Yankee man? They had no idea what the hell he was saying. So then Sergeant Crowley, right? Oh, (laughs) Sergeant Crowley, you know, typical Irishman from Boston, he wanted, what is that, John Adams, Samuel Adams? I forget what the hell he had there, but he had to be true to his roots there. Then President Barack Obama, he couldn't take sides with anybody, so he had to sample, you know, all these home brews to make sure he was hip and happening. You know, I'm not into any kind of label beer. I'm into home brews. And then he wasn't invited. You know who showed up? Vice President Joe Biden. And you would have said, what did Scranton Joe order at this beer summit? Did he order Schaefer, Rheingold, Ballantyne? Uh, did he order Carly Black Label, that really cheap beer that'll eat at your stomach lining? No. He ordered Duquesa Malta flat beer. Flat beer? Did he have an alcohol problem years ago? He probably would never acknowledge that to us. But anyway, they all four sat down, and they had a good old time with a beer summit. That was so long ago in the White House. Don't do it in the White House. But can you imagine a beer summit? Uh, Now, Will Smith is going to have to get permission from his wife to have a beer summit because, you know, he's her Maytag. And obviously, Chris Rock... He probably want to be smoking blunts and do puff, puff, pass. But any way you look at it, this is going to be like Ali Frazier round two, the thriller in Manila. Everybody wanted to see it. Uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, what is her name again? Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Never trust anybody with three names. 
And I don't know what the condition of her hair is, but she looks drop-dead gorgeous with hair or without hair. So you don't even need to make that a, uh, a controversy. But she's the one who's going to profit from this. She triggered it. She wanted her husband to pimp slap Chris Rock for telling that joke. Chris Rock has benefited. Will Smith will benefit it. And the one who will benefit most is Jada Pinkett Smith because everybody's going to be watching this sit down while she films it for her podcast. And the whole world are suckers for it because I said from day one it was all a setup. Oh, look at my nemesis in the mayoral election. Look, he beat me fair and square, but Eric Adams, the swagger man, has no plan. But, oh, boy, does he wear. Look at that tie, right? Oh, man, designer tie. Gorgeous smile. Look at that customized suit there with the, the pocket. No pocket protected there. That's that, you know, folded the handkerchief, probably imported from parts unknown cat man doing the pile. Whatever you have to say about Eric Adams, he has failed as mayor, but he is a well-dressed man. When ZZ Top wrote that suit about a well-dressed man, oh, it could easily fit for the mayor who thinks he's on his way to the White House, and I'm telling you, at the rate he's going and his supporters, he's going to end up going in chains and shackles to the big house. I'll be talking about that on future Curtis News Network episodes. But let's stick to the script of what he had to say yesterday. Yesterday, he was before the big mockers, the muckety mucks, the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies in New York City, hedge fund monsters, um, cyber currency criminals. Yeah, because they're running a, pi a Ponzi scheme with the bitcoins and the blockchains and all that nuts, nuttiness. Hedge fund monsters, all of them. And he was ranting and railing. And he was saying, hey, look, I know many of you are on my jockstrap because I have said to all of you that your employees should not be doing this hybrid working, you know, one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off. Most days they're in their own home. Second days they're in the office. Only 8% of the office space is occupied in New York City on any given workday. So that means most people are doing their work from home. And most of the employers who've tried to muscle them, who have tried to uh, bully them into coming back to work, have failed. So the mayor decided yesterday, I'm going to show you how to get tough with your workforce. So he basically issued a memorandum, orders from headquarters from his chief of staff, Frank Perone. Beware of Frank Perone. Wherever Frank Perone goes, trouble follows. But Frank Perone said, okay, all of you civil servants, you got to be back at the workplace or else. And I say to myself, what do you mean or else? These are powerful unions. You're not going to be able to fire them. Look at the UFT, Union of Failed Teachers, right, Michael Mogul? You can have a, a teacher who's been found to be a perv, perving on students. They don't fire that teacher. They put them in the rubber room. That means they get paid every day to show up in this rubber room with other teachers who have had all kinds of mama drama, and they get paid almost infinitum. So you'll never be able to get rid of Eric Adams. I don't care. You work for 32BJ. I don't care. You're a civil servant. You're going to have your talkers back in your seat, and you're going to be doing your clerical duties. My quantum eye. It's not going to happen, and I'll tell you why. Because the unions are going to protect their workers. And then the workers are going to say, wait a second. Who tried this before? Slowly I turn, step by step, to the best friend that Eric Adams ever had as mayor.
who said on the night that he beat me on November 3rd of 2021 in a fair election, I lost fairly, that the first call he got was from Chase CEO Jamie Dimon. And all of a sudden he got chills up his leg. Oh, Jamie Dimon is calling me. I made it. Get out of here. That guy, Jamie Dimon. Well, anyway, he sent Jamie Dimon out there months ago like a pit bull terrier telling his staff, hey, you better get back to work or you're going to be fired. You better get into your offices. And you know what his office personnel said? They said, go ahead, make our day, fire us. It's a worker's market. Our negotiable skills are in demand all over the world and people will hire us in a heartbeat and let us work from home. And by the way, this is the scam of all scams. If you're good on the computer and you're good at doing your viral work, and continuing to earn corporate profit, even though you're in your pajamas, drinking a cup of coffee at home, scratching your belly, you could have two computer terminals set up at home. And if you're really good, you're working two jobs simultaneously. And the bosses never know that you're getting two paychecks because guess what? You're so good, you're in demand by multiple corporations. So Jamie Dimon of Chase had to wave the white flag. And by the way, have any of you passed that monstrosity of a building that's being put up on 48th and Park? It's supposed to be the new Chase building. It's not supposed to be finished till 2025. It looks like one of those gigantors. Who's going to work in there? Nobody's going to want to come to work. They're all going to be working at home. And you know something? Better for them. It's a better quality of life. They can spend more time with their kids. They can exercise. They don't have to deal with the precious attention, the strain and pain of the rat race, stuck in a train, stuck in a bus, stuck in traffic. It's so much better for their life. And if they're productive, Leave them alone. So that's what Eric Adams is doing. And then, of course, there's the guy nowadays, if he inhales or he exhales, he gets coverage. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, tough guy, right? World's richest guy. Now he owns, or maybe he doesn't own, or maybe he's soon to own Twitter, that I have no idea why average everyday people care, because Twitter has no impact on their life. But the media gets all hyped up about Elon Musk wrote out a letter to all of his employees in Tesla. And he said, let me tell you something. Either you get back into your primary office, your work office that you were assigned to, or in Donald Trump style, you're fired. <laughs> you know, he's going to lose a lot of good employees because a lot of them are going to be able to say, oof, uh, you know what? Because all the major car manufacturers are getting into the electric car business. You don't think that Ford, Chrysler, General Motors will try to steal them away and let them do their work at home? You don't think that Honda and Toyota and Kia, that they won't steal them away? Because even though they're miles away in Japan and Korea, they'll more than be happy to pay them yen, euros, American dollars if they have the expertise and they can do their work in their pajamas at home. So Elon Musk, you could continue to be a bully. You're not going to get any results. Eric Adams, you really think that you're going to bully civil servants back to work? Their union supported you. You never faced down the unions before. You'll be the first to blink. And look at Jamie Dimon there. He's sitting there. Chairman of the Board of Chase. The guy who first called Eric Adams and congratulated him. The guy who carried Eric Adams' water and said to his staff, you better come back to work in the workplace or you're fired. And then all of a sudden his employees say, make my day because I have other offers. And what did, how did Eric Adams reward him? He said, Jamie Dimon, just last week, 
You should take the subway every day and set an example for your workers. And I'm looking at you, Jamie Diamond out there, who's already become a putz and a schmuck, a schmendrick, a pisher, a gavon, because you've made all the wrong decisions as a result of your friendship with Eric Adams. If you are going to take the train, advice from me who lives in the subways, make sure your life insurance payments, your premiums are paid up, and wear a Kevlar vest. You know, workers don't have to give in to bullies because bullies don't set the example. Is Elon Musk in his office? Of course not. Is uh, Jamie Dimon in his office? Of course not. Is Eric Adams at City Hall? Of course not. We can watch him all day long on his Twitter feed. He's almost never there. He spends more time at the Club Zero Bond raising the roof at night, the private club where whatever goes happens and stays there, hanging out with the TikTok girls and trying to keep up with the Kardashians. So, you know, all three of you guys, you want to be tough guys, Elon Musk, Eric Adams, and Jamie Dimon, live the life. If you want your workers to come back into the office, then make sure you got crazy glue on your customized pants and you sit in your office chair and desk and do what you're telling other people to do.